Hi, um, welcome everybody. Welcome to Life Matters at Anna Dejere. Uh, okay, this is the wrong, this is the wrong. I was looking at the my my background. I'm like, this is the wrong background. Yes, we flipped it over. Hi, people. Welcome to Life Matters at Anna Dejere. Uh, this is a, an inspiring show. It's a also a podcast so like i always say make sure that you run along and watch previous episodes on our podcast today we have a powerful power couple duo you can see you can see you can see that she's ready he's just like you know but i can't and can we give them a round of applause <laughs> So let me start from here. So I'm excited uh, because I was supposed to have you last week, but I know that you have to put things in place because of the wonderful nations you have. This month we've been talking about um Christian couples, we've been celebrating Christian couples, and what birthed the conversation for me was more or less like we always see people talk about divorce, 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 divorce. And we really talk about Christian couples that have been doing amazing things for God and have still been serving God without any issues. But more or less, we hear more people talk about this Christian couple, oh, they've broken up, oh, they've this, oh, they've that. So it was an intentional thing to um, have just Christian couples talk about their journey together and how God has helped them so far through different topics that we give them. So today we'll be talking about parenting and purpose. But before I go into the topic today, tell us a tiny bit about yourself and uh, tell us what you do to relax on a Saturday like this. Okay. Um... <laughs> My name is Anthony Lanko. Um What I do to relax on a Saturday like this, you know, there's two lives. There's the pre-children and the post-children. Before, and they are quite different lives. So before kids, I used to, I used to love to go to, say, a, a bookstore, read a book, get some coffee or tea, and just chill, read, the, read a book at home or... Or go out and read a book and hang out with the mother. Those are my favorite things to do. With the army that we have here now, by the time it's eight o'clock, once all of them have gone to sleep, I'm done. So I just lie down on the couch and pray that God to sleep and don't let anybody wake up tonight. So I mean, things have gone um, gone a bit downhill from my relaxation in the past. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I, I, I now I just lie up. I'm so tired by the time these kids have gone to sleep that I just lie down on the couch and pray that God don't let this baby wake up tonight. That's like it, that's my perfect night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Imale. <laughs> well for me, I still find time to um what do I do to relax? I watch my Netflix shows. If you give me my Netflix shows. And you give me proper snack, <laughs> meat pie, cosquatch, eh? Just give me food. <laughs> when I say I like food, I'm not joking. Give me correct food. <laughs> yeah, and the Netflix, I'm good to go, girl. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. I, I like I like where your husband started from because I'm just thinking about that. Most of when I have my show, like I, I usually have it on Wednesdays, right? And I just do it and I go like once I'm done, I edit, like I already have the process. But right now, like most of when I start the show before now, I'll be like, 
guys, I have a co-host. So if you see me go in and out of the show, <laughs> if you see me go in and out of the show, don't be angry. Don't don't That's don't get to have that conversation because my guy is around. Um, but like you said, it's always a different ball game. So tell us a little bit of how you met. How did you guys meet? How did we meet? Okay. Well, or, or you know what? Let me ask. How did you know Imola was the one when you met, and vice versa? Yeah, you know, I, I will go around and then I'll come to it. I think there's two things. There's binary, and maybe there's spectrum. So binary is that it's instant, and spectrum is like when you hit the stove and then it slowly comes up. I think Imola and I's heat evolved over time. So, um. We were both in choir together. And we were also involved in a lot of activities in youth group together. And I, I used to pick out, we, I used to be at our house all the time, working on events together. And one day we went to somebody's party, somebody's birthday party, and the, things were quite dull. Things weren't quite going the way they were supposed to. And as soon as Imole came in, she just livened up the entire place and everything just became, it's like the light turned on. You know, Imola means light. Yeah, I think the light turned on when Imola came into the room. And really, I guess, you know, when does one pinpoint the moment that they, they realize love? And I think in that instance, all the things that had added up to that moment just made it so that when the light just switched off, that's when I realized, you know, this is the girl that I want to marry. That's why I would say that was the moment. That wow. She's blushing to death. So, Molly, tell us your version. Uh, when I knew it was the one, till when I was walking down the aisle. Sorry, she just stole my notes, so <laughs> I was um, so for you, was there that um what was your, your spec when when you were you know when you were single, you have your spec and everything you have before you meet the person. I I, I, I heard this today from someone where they said, Oh, a lot of men always tick all their specs for a lot of women they don't because they just say, Oh, is God fearing, is good, is kind, bam, that's the person. But for you, what were those things? I know both of you have said how you met and what kind of what kind of became like the nail on the head. But what are those qualities that you looked out for and you were like tick tick tick? Yes, there's a person. Um. <laughs> so for me, it was somebody that was 
considerate. For me, that was important, right? Mm-hmm. And for somebody that was that didn't take themselves or life too seriously, I think those two were very big for me. Somebody that's bubbly. And to be honest with you, as odd as it seems to say this, somebody that's that freely expressed their emotion, for lack of a better word, not somebody that was so guarded that mm-hmm. you have to dig so hard to get to the bottom of it. Somebody that's open with the way they feel and communicates openly. Mm-hmm. So, and in terms of physical specs, my wife is everything that I wanted in terms of physical specs. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get too much into that detail. <laughs> you can see, uh, as noted, <laughs> refer to the notes. <laughs> refer to the Anyway, <laughs> Good let's, let's hear your version. <laughs> well, my specs was um, obviously someone that is very kind, you know. Um, someone that is kind. It's not, I didn't really have a spec at the time. I didn't really have a note, like, you know, that ticked things off at the time. Hmm. But I needed someone that is kind and someone that's someone that I can be able to talk to, you know, someone that I'll be able to call and say, this thing is happening, even though it doesn't understand it. You listen and say, "Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I got you." You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I always protect you, right? Eh? Mm-hmm. Not even financially, just protect you, just, mm-hmm. just be there. And mm-hmm. obviously, I didn't need someone that is going to be like in our obstruction to. I didn't even know why God was calling us to, or you know, at the time where we met. But I need someone that has an open mind to ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, someone that doesn't have like, um. Women, and I'm not shitting anyone, but people that don't have that have this mindset of oh, um, Prophet there's one wife, you wake up in the morning, you do this, you do that, he has a time timetable for you. I just can't fit into it. I mean, our love should make me want to do all of those things, you know, should make me want to like do those things naturally, you know. Mm. And that's the person I was looking for. I wasn't looking for someone that will be able to like talk about ideas and we're not talking, we're not jiving, like. Then the judge is not going, I'm like, mm, I'm out of this big job because it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> well, yeah, wow. That's, that's so, yeah. so the, I think I'll start from the latter end of the topic, which which I don't know why that topic jumped to me when I just, I was looking at the best topic that will fit both of you together. And like those three topics kind of just make you gel. So I, I'll start from the latter, which is purpose. Now you you point out something that your purpose had to align. Like it didn't have to be, oh, you are. Let's say you are directing, I am writing. But whether whatever it is that we did in our separate lives, the purpose still aligned with whatever it is that we wanted to do, which was very key for you. So how did that drive from the first year of marriage to the second year of marriage? Um, how many years have you been married, and how has that purpose driven your? Um, your your marriage kind of refined that wine of marriage every time you wake up. Yeah, that's a very deep question. I mean, I will say, I will say it, it would be easy for me to say it was by design. Yeah, I think it's God that did it because when we first got married, I would say we had similar interests, but where we are right now. At that point in time, I couldn't see that we would get to this point in terms of our purpose, right? So it, it evolved in the sense that we got married, um, and we were both always active in church, right? So always active in church, whether it's choir, whether it's some um, youth group, or whether it's drama. And I think it all started when I 
bought Imole a camera for Christmas. Was it for Christmas that I bought it? Yeah. Yeah, I bought Imole a camera for Christmas, and um, and I guess I was just. She and I have always been interested in creative ideas, right? So we would always discuss things that we could do, but we never actually took action on it. And it's funny how a small activity can trigger everything, right? Because when mm -hmm. I bought her a camera for Christmas, that I think was the catalyst that really triggered everything. So from there, she started making, um, what was it? Announcement. Announcement videos for church. And then from there, we were kind of going back and forth on ideas and we decided since we're already making announcements, let's try and make a short video. So we made the short video. And then from the short video, we said, okay, how about we also start making, I guess, more quality videos. And we evolved over time into getting to where we are. But I think it all started with us being interested in the same things at church and being open to communicating with each other about ideas. And those ideas that we, we spoke about just kind of came together into action, right? Something along those lines. Um, like you said, um, it's not something that we taught to ourselves when we were getting married. We've been married for seven, I mean, this year will be seven years. Um, <clears throat> yay! On <laughs> um, the first the first year of our marriage, it wasn't, I think it was the first year of our marriage. We got married in September, and in December 26, I was always been saying I wanted to do videos in church, because we still share these, these um, pamphlets in church, and people don't read it. People just don't read it, right? So I was kind of discouraged in terms of that aspect of things. And I wanted to do something back for church. Like, I want people to be able to see um, the announcement. And obviously, we've seen many videos of other churches doing those things, right? Mm -hmm. So we thought to ourselves that, ah, is it Jamaica has baby does or is crazy? What is the issue? <laughs> you know, so that was been that was something that was on my mind, right? Like I wanted to do that, and I've been saying it over and over and over again. Mm. So I think it came to that December time, and I think Tony went for boxing, boxing day sales, mm. <laughs> and then he just brought this camera home, ah, mm. and I'm like, wait, what is God saying? You know, it's almost like. You know, when you have been saying, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do, and God is like, okay, take, what are you going to do now? Are you going to be finding excuses? Because we find a lot of excuses most times, right? Like, oh, I can't do it because I have, my phone quality is low. Ah, I can't do it because my phone. And then he went, he bought the camera, and then he gave it to me. He was like, take, and I was like, eh, this responsibility is plenty. Do you understand? And, and that was it. And that was it. That was the birth of it. Um, and we we started shooting um, video announcements and everything. Um, we started making it into more quality. We started buying more cameras. Um, we started thinking to ourselves, oh, we can make this into a film. We can make a film. <laughs> yeah, will come and watch. You know, so we, we started making films and all of that. We started making short films. We're still making short films. It's not like we've outgrown short films. Short films is my, I love short films. Um, and then now we are doing, we are doing more quality content. So that's pretty much, it just, it's step by step, right? Like the moment you know better, you do better, right? Pretty much. Yeah. That's how we, we, we came about. <laughs> so last month, uh, was it last month or January? January, we talked about purpose and, and the 
show. And one of the things that um, I think my last guest talked about when it comes to purpose and as pertains men is a lot of men shy away from the fact that they actually can maximize and actualize their purpose, but they're always scared when it comes to this financial, this, this financial, that. Um, as a man, what would you say to a guy out there who's just starting life and hasn't even gotten a beer? Because a lot of guys will say, oh, marriage can no, I've never found the money. Uh, I've not, people have those, those tips and tricks in their head. Like, oh, I've not gotten the money yet. Oh, I've not, I, I don't even know why, why God has created me and stuff like that. And for you, what were the things that made you kind of stand firm in your purpose before even meeting a mullet? I think that's a good question. I, I think for me, the most important thing is this. And it was later on, I wish I had learned it earlier. The biggest thing I found is, like you alluded to, you can always find justification for why you shouldn't do something. And I think very often you start from the position of, well, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? And you almost question yourself out of doing anything. And I think just reframing that question makes a difference. If you, you ask yourself, well, forget the how, but if I were going to do it, just just say, just even doing a thought experiment, this is what has worked for me. If I say, but if I were going to do it, forget any limitations. If I were going to do it, what steps would I take? And then mm. you start going, to, and just, I guess, changing the way you're framing the problem, you know what I mean, is what brings forth the solution. Say, okay, if I were going to do it, what would I do? And you kind of just, what I would do is I would then list down, okay, if I were hypothetically going to do it, this is what I would do. And when you do that, what you realize is that, fine, I can't do everything on this list, but there are a lot of things that I could actually do. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then I just start thinking, okay, so there's a guy that says, do what you can with what you have, because what you have is plenty, right? Do what you can, like, and, and I get, think we get so, I think with fear and laziness make us talk ourselves out of a lot of things that we can do. You know, because, what, because I think because you're afraid, you just say, okay, well, because I can't do this and I can't do this. And then you have justification for why you're not doing anything, right? Because the moment I can just find out, okay, because I don't have money, I can't do it. Then yeah. there's no need for me to look in the mirror and feel bad because I'll say, okay, well, but it's the money. But being honest with yourself and saying, okay, if I were going to do it, how would I do it? I'm putting it down. It makes you realize, okay, there's a lot you can do. And now you don't have any excuse because you've seen okay, there are three things on this list that I can do, right? So you pick up those things, you start. Mm. Pick up this other thing. It's like Iman and I, for instance, right? Had somebody told us that, okay, had we said, okay, we want to start making movies and do all these things we're currently doing, we would have said, no, we can't do it. It's not possible. You need all this money to buy a green screen. You need to do that. But it just took one step, right? Which was just buying a camera. And it wasn't the best camera at all, right? And it's not like we knew what we were doing when we started, right? But that that was all we could do at the time. But it's, it's like, there's a saying that goes, go as far as you can see, right? And when you get there, you'll see further, right? So even though you can't get to the finish line yet, just walk two steps forward. And after you walk two steps forward, you can see two steps ahead. Then you walk, but you're never going to see, even if you're going from here to, from say Calgary to Edmonton or Texas to, to Atlanta, you're not going to see Atlanta when you start, right? But you just see the road in front of you. You drive as far as you can get, and you see the rest of the road in front of you, and you keep going that way, and that's how you get where you want to go. So I, I think the key thing is to start with what you have and mm. use what you don't have and as, as an excuse for not starting, right? Because you have a lot. If you have time and you have time, and that's what I think would be, that's what I would say. I, 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 need, to, I need to write a book right now. Like... <laughs> 
No, because a lot of people, just like what you said, I think Imole, towards the end of your show, Kiki said the same thing, that a lot of people wait till I have to get the best. You know, there was a day I sat and I was looking, watching past episodes of the show, and I'm like, ah, I'm not see you there, see you there. And I, and I was covering my face, but the truth is, I just started with a phone, no light in the basement in my parents' house. That was just it. I didn't feel like anything. Then I had the first 200 and something dollars. Okay, you know what? I'm going to buy a mic. I'm going to buy this. Then after that, I'm like, okay, you know what? I like when I see people's uh, background, they have like this kind of creative background for themselves. Okay, we got the first shelf. But that didn't start in 2017. Like this evolved. This is like my fourth, my third year going to four. And in my head, when I see what I'm doing now, I'm like, you're not doing bad. Like it's actually not bad. You, you get, but people wait till they have the best on the best. And like you said, you won't do anything if you wait and stay where you are. You have to keep pushing till you get to where you're meant to be. So, Imala, same question. What was that driving first for purpose? And for you, what would you tell your younger self that was scared um, to push yourself to do anything right now? Um, okay, so I will tell that girl that lives in Egbeda. <laughs> Egbeda, Lagos. Ah. <laughs> that went to Unilag and didn't have any hostel at the time. I was squatting with someone. Hmm. That, do not worry. You're going to be fine. You're going to hmm. finish school. You're hmm. even going to do so much better for yourself. I mean, I'm not even wearing, I'm not even clothes. Hmm. to where I want to be, hmm. you know, but I can see the light, you know, hmm. um, and I'll tell that younger self that persevere, you know, hmm. you know, be, stay in God, you know, hmm. because in him, we know everything, in him, we, we have, you know, uh, all this purpose thing can exist, you know, in God, um, hmm. stay in God, being, hmm. be okay with starting small, be okay with it. You know, and um, and God will see you through. Honestly, like it's all about it's all about doing what, like Tony said, like just doing, doing, doing the best you can at the time. Just mm. do it. Just mm. do it fearlessly. Do it scaredly, if that's the word. Do it anyhow. Do just do mm. it. You know, mm. there's so many. I mean, if you go back to my YouTube channel, I even have to block some of the films there that I did before. Honestly, because. I knew that it was not even up to the. I knew actually it, and I'm like, we did this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this? And, and, and I look at it now, and I'm like, we actually won an award. And I was telling my, I was telling my husband recently, I'm like, even the film that we used to make the award, I'm like, I'm even shy to even put the film out, Steph. <laughs> and he's like, this is such an amazing story. What are you talking about? Because last year when I made made it, and now. I'm feeling like it's not even the same person. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just have to do, you just have to do what you what you can do at the time that you can do it. And you have to do it. Just do it. Who cares? Mm. At the end of the day, it's only you and your friends that will watch it. So, okay. <laughs> you know? And I knew one thing, one thing you shared today, um, which caught my attention was don't just do it and say what oh, started grow in that thing you're doing and i think that's what a lot of people forget so i wanted you to touch on that also because a lot of people say oh even let's say we should do it or we should do it now started it but they are just there 
two years goes, three years goes, five years goes, they're still there. But you told me to start it. So what's what's that place of growth? What are the things that you had to utilize that your movies don't look like what they used to be when they're not like bigger and better? Yeah, um, for me, I would say it's like when we I'll use an example of when we started doing announcement in church, right? Um, that really like being in the vineyard and being useful in service, I think is one of the best gifts ever. You know, like, because in there, you can grow with somebody else's funds. You can grow with somebody else's time. No, seriously. I think people don't, they don't capitalize on that thing enough. They always see mm. as if, oh, they're asking me to do this. Mm, mm, me, I'm not doing But I find it as an opportunity to learn. I was eager to learn. You know what I mean? Um, when we started the announcement, I remember the first announcement that we did. I did the announcement. Like me, I'm tired. My other person is kind of so we did two. I did two of myself because there's nobody else to help me. Everybody was like, Announcement, what's that? It's like almost trying to twin people's mind that there's announcement video somewhere, right? And many people will never understand, they will not understand your why, and it's okay. <laughs> your why is not for them, it's for you, you know what I mean? Your why is totally for you. Um, so when I started, I started with what Tony was saying, Tony bought me this camera, right? And we didn't have sound, you even tried, but we bought sound. I didn't have sound, I didn't have anything. I just put the camera, mom, on the time tripod, record, you know. And I did, unfortunately, I didn't know how to edit as well. Right? I had to, what was going on? Final cut me, this one is doing it. I have to learn, right? Because now I have the raw products. I'm like, okay, what else do I need? Hmm. You know, and then now I, I need to go to other people's videos, oh. church videos. I say, ah, what are they doing that is making their video look good like this? Hmm. You know, obviously, you're not trying to copy what they do, but you're trying to learn from them, right? Hmm. Like, you hmm. know, I was asking you recently that, what do you use? Oh, please come and help my life. But me, I don't know. <laughs> At the end of the day, just ah. using my phone. Well, I cannot come and give myself. But do you know? Do you understand? Like when you know better, then you do better. You mm. know, because when somebody tell you that, oh, this is the kind of sound that will make the people's voice sound like this, then you buy it. Then you be like, ah, maybe it's church money you used to buy it, or maybe it's uh, your own money. You buy it, and then when mm. I started seeing that, ah, you can change the background of of the video. I was like, how do I do that? I'm always inquisitive. I'm like, how do I do that? You know? And I'm always a short-driven person. Like, when I say short, I mean, like, camera shots. I love camera shots a lot. Like, um, I'm always like, can we take it from the sky? Can we jump down? It's him that will be me down there. But I jump down. No, come on, kill yourself. It's, it's okay. <laughs> you know, so I'm always, like, very, like, what can we, what can we do better, right? Um, and then I bought green screen for church. I was like, ah, let's buy a green We can change the world because you never know. It's like what you have right now. We can put on it, you know, and then make it look. I don't know what I was doing. Do I know? I don't know. Money cameras that I bought at the time, I sold it safe because I didn't even need it after all. I didn't even need it again after a while. Um, but you just have to do, you just have to do it. You have to start, you have to start looking at people that are already doing what you're doing. Um, and you start growing gradually. And see, it's like someone like Kiki now. I've seen our video, I've seen our YouTube channel. I'm like, I, I, I love the way the color is just, uh, we can't do it. Do you understand? Now I'm learning. You know, it's like you right now, you're giving ideas of, oh, the, the mic, this is like the kind of mics that you can buy to make it, I'm not there yet, but I will buy it. 
Do you understand? Um, but it's one of those things that can help, right? Like you, ha you have people that are already doing what you're doing and look at what they're doing. Ask them questions. Many people respond, right? Many people respond to your questions. You know, ask them questions. Let them do it. That's what I would say. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, so Canon has this 29, 59 minutes thing where it shuts off after 29 minutes. So yeah, DSLR. yeah, yeah, DSLR. So let's talk about parenting for one minute. I, I don't want to repeat what you said on purpose because for me, going into videography like in whatever stage I do it, like bulk of how I, I also took it very serious was when I joined my husband's church and it was more or less like they didn't have any, they've been talking about e-news for the last three months and nobody did it, right? Nobody did the e-news and we're like, you know what? Let's let's try and see what it will look like, right? So I started with iMovie from iMovie. Okay, this is not bad. I used iMovie for about two months. I didn't really like it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start with this Final Cut Pro. And I was taking different classes online, looking at different videos on YouTube, two hour videos, three hour videos. So the guy says something, I go to Final Cut, I look for that thing, I do it. Right. And, and that was how I started editing bulk of the videos that we did. And a lot of times when I ask people, like, okay, you know what? You just have a computer. You can use the same login details, or church can even have the same log login details. So that anybody can have access to it. Like, oh, I don't have time or I don't have this. So, but now when I see things that I can add to what I have, like, okay, you can't tell me about a particular software. Even now, I want to change to Premiere Pro because Premiere Pro is popping down, even final cut. And then someone said, Oh, you're not even you haven't dreamy. Da Vinci is the, is the king. So, like you said, when you serve, the skills you get in the place of service kind of sharpen whatever God has put in you already. Now, let's talk about parenting for a minute because I, I think you guys are like a little bit of OG than some of us. <laughs> so no, let, let me start from Anthony. What was, it, what was it like being a dad? Like, what was that process like being a dad for the first time? Being a dad for the first time. Um... <laughs> I mean, this, that question is so open. I could come from so many angles. It is a great experience having kids. <laughs> let me let me start off by saying that I think it reveals what is done for me is it's revealed a lot more of myself to me than anything else. So in raising them, I've also learned a lot about myself. <laughs> like I always tell my wife, when we got married, things changed a little bit, but when we had things kids, things changed a lot, a lot. And this is the example I always say. I always say, I mean, I know you guys are artists, so you will relate to this, but when you start your day, I feel like it's a blank canvas, right? It's a, it's, say you're an artist, it's a sheet. And then you get to decide, okay, today I'm going to paint here and do this. Uh, and then you kind of create the day as you go. With kids, what I find is that that canvas is already painted majority of it is already painted and you just have one small white space and if you don't defend that space it will even be taken that that's really what i would say having kids has changed my life about this before my days were a lot more open-ended i could i could do anything i want now i find that if i want to have my own time i really need to take the time to make the time if that makes any sense i also find with regards to our relationship without kids I think you have the luxury of just 
letting things flow. And inevitably, you, you will find yourself, right? I mean, the day is open-ended, so we'll always find time to connect sometime because you have all, the, like I said, it's a blank canvas, so you can find the time to cook for you and your wife. But now I find you can't live by default. You have to live by design, if that makes any sense. You have to be a lot more deliberate in saying, okay, at this time, we're going to hang out. At this time, if we're having an argument or something, then we need to discuss it because if we're not careful, the kids will just suck. Stop all the time, and then we won't have the time for ourselves as individuals and as a couple, right? So, I think on the positive end of it, it's been fun watching them grow. It's also taught me a lot about how I respond to situations because I'm sure you're aware the African way or the way that we feel it should be safer. It, for instance, a child is screaming, just say, Shut up, right? You slap them. But what I've realized is that that is actually the more convenient and it's easier to do that. The harder thing to do is say, okay, I'm going to, even if I'm, we are going to smack the child, right? You can't come from a place of, say, anger or just reacting. You know what I mean? That's come from a, from a place of purpose where I say, okay, my, the reason why I'm doing this is because I want you to understand that it's not something that should be done, right? But developing that self-control has been a challenge on itself because naturally, instinctively, sometimes they're just frustrated and you just want to lash out, right? But, you, but that, that's what kids is really teaching me is, okay, calm down even if this child has scattered the whole room just be calm relax and then you just say okay this is and even if you're going to smack them but coming from a place of purpose and not just you're living your life by default and you're just doing anytime the child frustrates you just slap them just start shouting because i mean they are then making you behave like a child as well right so the children are actually making me more of an adult than before i had kids if that makes any sense so that's what i would say obviously it's a lot of fun raising them but it has it it takes a lot of time yeah so what what you're not you're not telling uh, you as guys so your first set of kids were twins yes they were twins so like some of us are still trying to get extra strength for one two how 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 was it <laughs> um having twins <laughs> As a firstborn, um, because we didn't have one, we didn't know how one feels like. So this was our own one. You know, like, I mean, it's like, boom. This was our own one. The blow was blow you, blow you hard. <laughs> it just, it just scattered you. But this was our own big one, right? Um, we had them, but they were in NICU, right? for a little bit before they came home. But then we they had everything set up for us, kind of, in the NICU. They were like, oh, this is the time you eat, this is the time you pick them up, this is the time you make them. Everything was set up. So maybe they, they would come home, maybe they came home. When they came home, they all oh, their schedule. I don't know what happened to it. Just koyemi, but Somehow, somehow, we found our way. And because because there were two, we were intentional with um, with the way we trained them, kind of, you would say. I mean, we are still training them. But with the way we trained them, we were kind of intentional, right? Because we've, I think we watch a lot of films about, we watch a lot of um, all these videos about how to train kids, how to train. Tony read a lot of books about it. Me, I watch a lot of videos you know, um, about how to train twins and feed them at the same time and all of that stuff. 
it, it was fun, I would say. And we had quite a few elves in when we were in Calgary. We, were, we had a few uh, moms will come, you know, cousins. We don't judge members. So most of them will come and help us. But here, when we came to Houston, <laughs> it was a different board game. We started all over again. But we will leave that for another discussion because we will be digressing. And one point I'll make that, that she's, she's alluding to is this. Is I think with one, maybe you have the luxury of um, you have the luxury of over pampering the child, or say for instance, the child is uh, crying at night all the time. You can go carry, carry, carry. But yeah. when you have to, when one is crying, then you go and carry that one. Then the other one is crying, then you go and carry that. After some time, you just sit and say, "We can't operate like this." Yeah. So something has to be done. So we just said, "Okay, we're not going into the, if they should cry as long as they've eaten and they they are healthy, we're not going back into that room." Because had we try to live that kind of life we will not be here on this video with you nah. <laughs> is that we're in the grave or we would have left those kids because at first we were still trying to do okay ah let's over compensate let's try and help let's try, let's try. but it came to the point where both of us just lay down on we the bed no. one day we just said that we see eh? we cannot live a life like this we cannot live a life like this. we had to sleep train them early they sleep trained at four months they were they were throughout the night four months both of them going to their bed they are good to go. And I think, like I said, it's because we don't have the luck. Like, we I, have the luck. I think you have one child, you will still be like, ah, okay, let My me clap out, let me clap no. And so you will leave the child to get away with a lot of things. But when you have to, you don't have the emotional or like time capacity to manage, to manage two of them in that level. So you really need to be deliberate in the way that you manage it. So I think that's how we were able to get through it, is that we didn't. And I'm really thankful we stuck to our rules and regulations because even even to you now, um, I, I would say they are quite they're a little bit ahead of their peers. Like because in, in so many things, like they started eating early, started eating, we started giving them the spoon and the fork and the food. Like, figure it out. It's okay. If you make mistake, we are here. But figure it out. And over time, they became more independent. So even in their classrooms right now, they will tell, they will ask us that how did we get them to start talking? How do we get them to start doing this? How do we get them to start? Do you, do you see? So I think it depends on. It was based on our uh, our training in the beginning, and it's, we stuck to it. So pretty much so, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it. Uh, and I think children rise to the expectations that you have of them. True. In the sense that I, I think if you if we are always making the excuse for them that ah, they are children they don't know how to sleep they are children they don't know how to, and I think there's a place for that but there's also a place for saying see, it's almost coming from a place of love when you say you know I believe that you are capable of doing this thing I'm not going to patronize you and assume that you don't know anything so for the eating it was that way that we thought about it right and saying that okay even though they are small but we believe in them and we believe they are capable of doing this right yes. and, and then when we gave them that opportunity then they demonstrated that they could do it yeah. although there are many times we had to vacuum the floor because they spilled this on the floor <laughs> but uh, they are capable of doing it so they are capable of doing big big things big things a lot, a lot more than you think a lot more <laughs> yeah okay yeah uh, my the camera was acting up, but I was able to figure it out. Um, so the, the reason why I asked that question is because I know a lot of people kind of, and, and we've done polls before where we find a lot of women struggle. And I think I want to take it from the, the Anthony's angle where that intentionality came into play. 
we've seen a lot of women struggle even for one not even two even for one so she's the one that cleans cooks does every literally everything in the house and you see that the mental state of the woman is she's losing herself she's she's maxed out and still she still has to be a wife she still has to be a sister she still has to be a cousin to other people and we say that we would just feel like eh, well my job is as the man to provide and that's it and it just locks up and you're like oh uh, help me take care of the child and in my head i'm like boys both of you's child like it's not like both of you didn't bring this child to the world. how can how can a lot of men be more intentional and be more supportive when it comes to um, the place of taking care of kids because with COVID now, nobody will come and visit you either way. Even if you tell them to come, they won't come. So how do we do better as men to be more supportive and more intentional when it comes to parenting? Um, before Tony say anything, I'll say, I'll say, um, Tony is one of the most supportive when it comes to that point. Like, I feel like, I feel like I won't be able to do many things that I do um, and I know that question is for him, but he will answer it. Um, I feel like I won't be able to do many things that I do today if if he wasn't supportive. I remember, was it last year when I had a shoot um, for one of my um, films called The Meeting? And I had a long day. Like, I already made the schedule is long, you know. And he, he just told me, he said, go, call the nanny. I'll stay with the kids, you know, um, till the nanny comes. But I don't even think Delaney keeps it. But he, he was the one that took care of them. He took care of three of them. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, and I, I call him once in a while and all of that. But it's, a, it's just the ability to know that, okay, this is this is our time, you know? This is, this is our time to do this. Because if it's his time, I'll let him do it. So it's like, it's not even about that. It's the mentality that, he has towards that aspect of things that this is our time to do this. I'll take the children away, you know, let, let her do what she wants to do, you know. And obviously, when you look at it from the angle of um, God has called us here to do this, who are you not to obey that call? Who, who do you think you are not to obey the call? I think that's the better way to put it. Like, I, we are nothing, right? Like, we, the children that God gave us as an opportunity for us to. This is even the time for us to let them know that this is the thing that God is more important than anything else. God is the most important. God is the most is the sovereign, right? So, and, and I think that that mentality helps me as a woman. I would say so. It's a good question. I, I mean, I will ramble around, but we will get to the finish line. I think even before we got married. And I, I, I don't know how much it has to do with me as a person and how much it has to do with advice I can give, right? But I never want my wife... I, I don't want to marry somebody and for them to feel like their life wasn't good because I married them, if that makes any sense. You know, I, I don't want... I want my wife to do well, you know? Even, even from a selfish standpoint. Because the better she does the less stress I will have in my own life. You know what I mean? Even from a selfish standpoint, I want my wife to... And I don't know how much of it is my personality and how much of it is say anything that I ever learned. You know what I mean? But I like... So you are the you are the Kamala Harris kind of husband. <laughs> I mean, I want my wife to be busy. I don't want... I'll tell you this. My dream has never really been to say that I have a wife that just stays at home. And in fact, that was my... My friend and I used to laugh that it's almost like 
a I won't use the word a nightmare, but it's like the worst case scenario. I don't, I don't want to wipe like that. She just stays at home, and it's just like. I mean, if she finds purpose in that, it's fine. But I just don't want somebody to be to just almost. You know what they say? We all live to seventy, but some people live to seventy, but they've died when they are thirty. You know what I mean? Like they mentally just. By the time you have kids, I mean, you had some disappointments, and you just give up. You know, you're still around, but you just check out. You know, and I've seen many people like that, and I never wanted to be that kind of person or have a wife that's that way. So I. So being driven by that, right? Even before we got, even when we got married before kids, but driven by that, it drives the way that we we operate our house, right? That's one. As well as two, and it's under the same umbrella, but I don't want it to be to, to be that we resent our children. What I mean by that is, I don't want it to be that we have kids and then we say, you know, I would have been successful or I would have accomplished so much more had it not been because we had, I just hate, I feel like there's a way that you, there are people that have done it, right? Besides people that had more kids than us. Then I've done it. So what is our excuse? So it's almost like a challenge that we have in front of us. So both of us will sit down and talk. That, okay. It's like today, as we're talking to you, 2.30 a.m. Uh, kid uh, a.m. Yeah. Our baby woke up. I went to see him. Then at, uh, when was it? Six. Six. The other one woke up. Then you go and sit down. But we have kind of like an order because she's better at night, right? So she will go the night shift, usually, although last night we didn't do it because she was tired, which is another conversation. But usually, she will go from around 10 to 4. I will go from 4 to around 8, right? And then when they, and we have this little rhythm so that we're kind of, nobody's ever too tired because they attack team. And that's why I think kids will really test your ability to, because you usually think of marriage in terms of love, right? And relation, like, relation, but there's also the mechanical part of it where you're just a logistical team that's planning the management of it's like an organization that you're managing well, okay you are the cfo i'm the ceo so you're going to feed them at this time and, and you need that and being able to coordinate that keeps both people nobody too tired right you know what i mean or nobody no the weight isn't too much on anybody so I, I we because we don't want it to ever be that anybody resents the kids or the marriage right so we try and coordinate a lot together so nobody's ever too down I, I think that's a it's part like of it. it's like a practical example would be day to day actually practical example would be today um when i mean right now we have live session i've i just finished one live session um during the live session tony had the kids right now the kids are sleeping because they have a routine um you know so everybody's sleeping except the baby which is here he doesn't even doesn't he's right he's right as i told you ever see us looking this way it's because the guy just woke up the guy doesn't even care he's just like feed me i'm good <laughs> you know so um so in that aspect like, tony is an early riser like now i'm beginning to wake up in the morning because i have to pray but tony wakes up in the morning like 4 a.m is like a clockwork he's awake you know, but I'm more like if you text me at 2 a.m., I'm still awake. Because Hallelujah. <laughs> because I'm not person, you know, I'm always like, I just I just don't sleep like that. Um, and then Tony does it like the twins don't even prefer me in the but when they see me in the morning, they're like, Kilo Day, what what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing here? Jonas that like they prefer their dad. <laughs> they will actually ask me. Where is daddy? Where? <laughs> uh, so, know. so Imole, si since you have the floor, I, I would want you to talk about not losing yourself because I know a lot of people, and, and I know people that after they give birth, that guilt of, 
not wanting to be too workaholic, not missing those moments with your kids, that guilty part of it that, okay, I, I feel like I want to go back to work, but um, I need to, like, not that guilt of not wanting to feel like they're not, how do we put it? But Mr. Chairman, welcome to the show. <laughs> so that that guilt of not wanting to lose themselves, but also wanting to be on top of their game. How how were you able to balance it? Um. Okay. So for me, it's more about the calling. Um. It's it's just the calling. It's like the passion is there, you know. And then thank God, thankfully, I have someone that has the same creativity mind as me, as a husband. So it just, if I'm giving the idea, I'm telling the idea, it's already picking it up. We're both talking about it. We've already started like jiving. The jive is already going on. Um, so it's easier for him to even introduce, to tell me that, ah, so when are we going to shoot it? And I'm like, um tomorrow next week <laughs> because he's more like okay you've talked are you doing <laughs> um and then with that being said i just set up a time and i'm like you know what i'm setting it up we'll figure it out when we get there and i think that's the key thing is that i think for her and for myself the, the philosophy we say is see yeah we're going to see what we're going to do we're going to see and then everything else is going to work its way into it but not, I, I get and it's the same thing that i said earlier I don't think you should start from the position of uh -oh. your constraints. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. You, you shouldn't start from why you can't do it, right? And I think that's the thing. A lot of people say, oh, well, I'm going to miss this with the kid. I'm gonna, and I think you're better off saying, okay, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it. So how are we going to make everything else work? So I think it's just a matter of changing your mind from focusing so much on why you can't and seeing why you're going to, regardless of what happens. And I find when you come from that, it's like, I don't know if you ever heard about the one minute mile or whatever there's this guy roger bannister and nobody had ever run a mile under i think it's four minutes of i don't remember the details but once one person was able to do it and people could see that it could be done then it opened up everybody else's eyes and they realized it that it could be done it's the same thing i think in our mind sometimes it's self-imposed constraints is what it is right you nobody has even put the barrier wall there for you but you create this wall like, oh well because we have the kids we can't do this because we have the kids we can't do that and I always think myself, you know, that it's like Obama and Michelle, right? The guy became president and he had two kids, right? There's so many people that have done amazing things with a lot, a lot more constraints than we have. So what excuse do we have? And when I come from that position, you see, she just says, she and I just say, this is what we're going to do, right? And then the, it's like going on a trip. You just book the trip. And after you book the trip, you see that everything will work its way out so that yeah. you can go there. Because the truth is this, if there were an emergency and say they called you in to walk, right? You will go. You will find a way to go. But when it's now your own personal dream dream you will not be putting concern like, i cannot go i cannot go so you you need to give yourself the same you know what i mean yeah. the, the same respect and give your own dreams and passions the same honor that you give to other people when yeah. when work calls you or yeah. when church calls you you'll be running we'll, we'll bring a baby you stand. even you even leave your husband you leave the children you leave that's the children right the pastor called you. yeah and that's the truth like it's the same i mean god now has called you what are you doing yeah but you don't you want know? to answer that one and you have to answer god's call and god is more important than any of Mm -hmm. you know so and that's that's where everything comes from really like because we can go to the office right we have the time to go to the office i if i have an emergency at work i'll find a way to work it but then when it's my own personal thing and i said i with the kids it's i don't think it's right so we just say this is what we're gonna do right and then we will figure it and on that day you see somehow the thing will just work 
The day everything will just find its way to work out mm-hmm. and we will get it done, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when your mother told me about today that she has a shoot, and then we have this one, and we were just like, ah, man, it can't be done. Why? This is an overloaded day. But we're here talking with this conversation in itself is a testament to how you manage it, right? You set it up and then you figure it out. And that's the way. Wow. I, I think, like you said, just start it and work towards it. I think, it, it, like you said, a lot of a lot of things die in the mind and they never, I, there are times where it's, it's just like the, the, the pregnancy journey for every woman. How would you know that a woman can stretch to carry two beans in her tummy and bring it out and start like almost on the clock, start breastfeeding, start doing this, start doing that. I think a lot of people, a lot of women need to see themselves as the powerful agent. Like, like uh, my pastor changed my mindset about child, pregnancy and he said see yourself as a co-creator with god Mm. and for me it made me change my mindset of whatever i need to do i just have to do it Mm -hmm. when i can't i take that step back i look at the reasons why i can't do not because i i cannot but because at that point it's not convenient Mm -hmm. so there's not there is that remove the i cannot so remove the guilt of oh my baby will be walking you see another baby that will walk and my baby will be because I, I personally have thought about that. Oh, okay. My maternity has not finished, but I really, really feel like I want to go back to work. I feel really, I, I really feel like I want to do this. And I've just been telling myself, just do it. Like there is nothing, there's nothing. It's, you don't know that maybe that day, it's that one day you take off from work. That maybe will actually start walking and you will be like, Oh, and I'm staying at home. So like you said, just do it. Kill that fear in the mind and tell yourself that, you know what? Even if I, in quote, fail at it, I will take the experiences and the lessons and kind of jump and, 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 uh, and, and, you, and, to okay. just, and to just buttress the point, like these children, they are God's gift to us, right? Um, and thankfully, they will grow and, you know, surpass us in everything that we are doing and all of that. Like, can you Amen. imagine someone like um, uh, Mod Zion, for instance, if they had stopped and said, ah, let's, that may be, um, 18 or, or be 16 before I start. Like, Mazaya would not be, would not even be where it is right now. But through them, their children could be able to even pick it up and surpass it. And they blew it off, honestly. Like, the other Dami has been writing since they, they, when they I was in OBMS. They had them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the same thing, these children that are going to grow, hopefully, surpass whatever it is that we are doing. And hopefully, prayerfully, and I pray it would come so. Um, prayerfully, like, I, 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 and they're going to leave our house. You don't want to be sitting down by 50 and be watching yourself that, ah, eh, I should have done this thing that I wanted to do. No. That's the story of the parable of one talent. You know, he went down, he buried the talent. I don't know his marital status. I don't know how busy he was. I don't know how he thought to himself that, ah, this one talent that God has given me, me, I don't have time. Let me go and bury it. No. God not say, ah, tell me excuses. Give me the, give, come on, give me the excuse because I know you have a lot. Give me the excuses that you have that you couldn't. Because obviously people have excuses. Like if you, if you find it, you, if you, you look for it, you find it. That's the truth. You know, so, um, but the parable of the talents, like I was saying, like the one that have five, the one that have five was saying. He maximizes five. Uh-uh. Do you know how many things he has? Do you know many? Do you know many children he would have? Do you know many children he has? And he was still able to do all of that. And I don't know their marital status, but I'm just thinking. 
Shaman, don't worry. We're just three minutes to the end. Don't worry. We got you. We got you. So we're gonna we're gonna round off the show now. Just uh we have just four minutes to the end. But I, I always want all my guests to give us final thoughts, final words. Now, from your end, I want you to I want you to give a final word to someone that she is a sister, a mother, a friend, a cousin, a daughter, and still wants to fulfill and maximize our purpose. What will be your final words to her? Um, what I would say is this, from the word, from the word of God, really. Um, remember the story, the parable of when Jesus was feeding um, the five, um, 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And I always go with this. You don't, don't, it doesn't matter how many people you are going to feed with your five loaves of bread and two fish. Give your five loaves of bread and two fish. That's all you have. Let God do the rest by blessing it to feed however people you want to feed. This is not your business for how many people God wants to bless. It may be one person that will eat the five loaves of bread and two fish there. Because, you know, it's not enough of your business what God will do with what you have. All what you have to do is present what you have to God and let him do the blessing. concern you. And do not bury your talents. Don't bury your talents. Your talents could be, you know, you are the best person that can weave a hair. You may not even be the best person. It may just be a passion that you have within yourself. But do not. Do not. Let the blessing or the call of God be truncated in your life because of your current status, you know. And to the singles people out there, obviously, look for somebody that can help you push your dream. Look for somebody, open your eyes, pray and watch, you know. Um, and that's the advice really that I have. Um, your talent is not for you, it's for God. God is probably going to use it for somebody out there. He's going to use it to bless somebody out there. Don't think about what you can get from me. Think about what you are giving to it. It's a service. We are all in service. You are not in competition with anybody. We are all in service. This is a service. We think about it like I'm serving God. How can I serve God today? I woke up this morning. How can I serve God today? Maybe you are serving God through taking care of your children. That's, maybe that's what God is telling you. Please do it and feel fulfilled in it and rest in this. Rest in that peace that this is it. You know, many times we don't have to do, 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 do. Many times it's just us being, you know, in you being, <laughs> you start growing into what God has called you to be. Do you understand? Like you start being normal, being, being in the moments, being in God, being, just being sane, just be okay with who you are. It's okay. Everybody can be doing it flashily. Do it rugged the way you can do it. Do your own and leave the rest. That's all I would say. Um, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Anthony, your final words about intentionally, living intentionally. Like, I know you've, you've over you've over and over and over said, just start it, just do it. But what would you tell um, any young man out there that is in the place of purpose, in the place of searching purpose, and dads out there that in the place of supporting their wives? What would be your final words to them? I mean, to keep it short, in the sense of purpose, I think the one big thing people struggle with, even to begin with, is what finding their purpose, right? You know, because we're speaking of, you know, when you find it, pursuing it. But I think for me, anyway, when I was 
purpose was the biggest struggle. And what I would say is I think you should try and get, if you're not sure, you should get involved in as much as you can, even if it's stuff that you're not, you may not be totally interested in, whether it's church, whether you're invited to some kind of program, be open to all of that, because then in going to all of those, you'll find the things that you connect with more than others, right? And that's a good way. That, that helped me a lot. With regards to, and again, and we've repeated it many times, but once you find it, then living your life by design and not by default. Because if you leave things just to themselves, then whatever results you get is the results you get. So you really need, to, I mean, and obviously there's a time for just relaxing. But in terms of who you hang out with, what activities you do, there needs to be some kind of theme to it and by design, not just leave it that, okay, whatever happens, happens. And with regards to supporting your wife, I think you got to just come from a place of, <laughs> what's the best way to say it? I think, and I don't know if it's my personality or if we've cultured that, but I think I just don't want to live a life of regret and or have a wife that is that feels like she regrets marrying me. You see what I'm saying? I want, I want all, both of us to achieve all that we can achieve in this life. And I don't think marriage or children should be the constraints that should prevent us from doing what God has called us towards. So whenever there's any barrier in the way, when, if say I see she's getting tired, it's my responsibility to see how I can help so that she can fulfill her purpose and vice versa. So that, that's where I'll leave with that. Oh, I had a blast. Thanks for uh, honoring my invite. Thanks for sharing. And uh, we pray that God continue to bless your family and many, many, many more awards. So you can follow them at the... Please, let me pronounce that in very well so I don't disagree with family members. <laughs> Lumiere. The Lumiere Films. Um, follow them on Instagram. Follow them on YouTube. Subscribe to their channel. I will go put the um their youtube channel the link in the description right now so that you can go watch their previous films and make sure that you also um you can listen to this um probably tomorrow we'll be able to have it on the podcast um but we had so much fun and we had so much fun having the chairman say hello to us true food <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Emilia and Antonia. Thanks to everyone that joined in. God bless you. Please make sure you share this video with anyone that you feel really needs it. And uh, till we see you next month. Yes, April is around the corner. Thank I'll be you. celebrating Easter together. Have a blessed weekend. Bye. <laughs>